All right, well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, you'll notice that we do not have Ben today, as obviously I am doing the intro. My name is RJ. I'm in Northeast Indiana, and um, today I am drinking a, another Michelob Ultra, continuing the theme from last week. And uh, joining me today is a wonderful and amazing and just the absolute best co-host that anyone could ever ask for. But I'll let him introduce himself. Oh, is that me? Okay. Well, yes. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> I am. I am Joe, and I am also in Northeast Indiana in Fort Fun, Indiana. Drinking some water because it's been a long weekend. I went home to the Chicago area to visit my parents. And I brought my six-month-old with. She slept a lot in the car. I was actually very, very impressed. She only cried for 20 minutes out of the three hours each way. Um, I mean, but that's, the problem that's less than I would cry driving to Chicago. Uh, yeah. The problem <laughs> that we ran into was she was an absolute angel all day Saturday, playing with the cousins, having fun, just being awesome. And she didn't take a single nap all day. Oh, no. So come nine o'clock our time, eight o'clock central, we tried to put her down. And she finally went down around midnight. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Lots of crying. She made up for it. The the face that, that I am making right now is just some some mixture of horror and sympathy the problem was she was just overtired yeah and as and, such and she started fighting sleep because she started she fighting tired it and cranky we stayed at my parents it's a different place she wasn't in her crib it wasn't her room you know Ugh. all the stuff she likes consistency and we gave her none of it except the time we kept the time the same we're so, like, we're not so what changing you're saying is that, that your child hates change. Yes. Same with our cat. We're getting new <laughs> couches on Tuesday. So we move things around and the cat is like, OK, you left me for two days and now you're moving things around. What the hell is going on? <laughs> so oh, my my cat growing up was the same way. Whenever yeah. we went on vacation, she would come back and just be. Or he would or we we would come back and he would just be pissed at us for like a week. Well, she isn't uh, pissed, but she's just mad that we're moving things around on top of leaving her alone for 48 hours. Yeah, she's I will needy. Say, I will say uh, the, the Michelob Ultra is for the early part of this podcast. And I do have my bottle of water here with me. Yeah, I'm drinking my water. I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, going to bed after we're done recording. Play- I played 36 <laughs> holes of disc golf this weekend. Uh, nice. Did not include waking up early and working for about four or five hours on Sunday or on Saturday. And uh, yeah, this is like the first or one of the first Sundays that I haven't had to do anything in a while. So it's yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> I did not get out to enjoy any of the nice weather or any of that stuff. So it was okay. Yay. It was okay. Um, but anyway, uh, is, is there anything that you want to mention before we get into our 
talking points for today. Uh, you know, I mean, we talked open. about we talked about work, and you know who was doing some work this weekend was Chris Dickerson at the Music City Open. Yeah, Chris Dickerson, uh, sponsored by Discraft, right? Or Datcraft. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the Joe you're getting today. Watch oh, out. Boy. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one. Um, uh, and listeners, the sound that you're hearing is me grabbing my bottle of whiskey off of the liquor cabinet. Yeah. Uh getting ready to take a poll. Not really, uh, yeah. because holy cow, that's not this type of episode. No, not yet. <laughs> that might be around well, worlds. Yet. Uh <laughs> But when yeah, they, when they uh, show so, James Conrad's shot a thousand yeah. times. So running through the top 10 real quick. And first, Chris Dickerson. Second was Adam Hams. Top 10 uh, MPO. You should probably introduce that. Yeah. MPO um, from the Music City Open happened this weekend hey, in Nashville, hey Joe. Tennessee. Joe. Yo. Do, do we have a sponsor this week? Oh, yes, we do. We might holy want to mention before crap. we get into this. Uh, yes, we have a sponsor. Cow, they'll probably be mad at us if we they don't mention They will. they're amazing. Uh, Hopefully, but, at least someone there has a child or a close relative with a young child, and they'll understand. But um, Reaper Discs, we've talked about them a couple times. Fantastic sponsor here. Huge selection of discs. They give you stickers. Shiny. Shiny yeah. things. Buy it for the shiny. Um, well, huge selection of discs. Too. I just got a, an email today from them saying, yes, I did too. Uh, uh, they, "They just dropped the Calvin 2022 Hamburg Destroyers. Destroyers. Yeah, Hamburg? black and white, and limited stock of Captain's Raptors. But by the time you hear this, by the time I'm reading this, uh, roughly eight hours after the email has been sent." I suspect that limited stock is going to be very limited. I'm guessing that limited stock stock is out. Uh, Limit one per household. So, yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. But they do. They do great stuff there. Flat rate shipping. They have a whole bunch of fun T-shirts and sweatshirts and Mm a whole bunch of different merch on top of the pretty decent selection of all the top companies and some... second level companies i'd say like mint discs and i think uh lone star discs they're smaller regional companies generally yeah. speaking yeah. um yeah huge selection 495 flat rate in the u.s and yeah you've rj you've bought stuff from them you've enjoyed it yeah yeah i i really enjoyed the discs that i got from them the t-shirt that i got is comfortable it fits well uh it, it's i mean it was a great buying experience and again flat rate shipping so you're not sitting there feeling like oh well i gotta buy three four discs to to get my free shipping and you end up spending more than you ever would on shipping anyway uh that's that's great to me um and the fact that they send a handwritten note you know just just with you know appreciating your business oh yeah it's fantastic yeah i mean they this is this is gonna get a little personal they kind of remind me of um you know my parents run ran an online store oh. and you know it it really reminds me of that just just a you know a, a really good company, mom and pop really style company yeah yeah because they are your mom style. and pop yeah yes <laughs> um but yeah reaper discs remind me remind me of that where you know really customer focused 
you see exactly the disc that you're getting. Yep. So when I was going through and selecting my discs, there were a couple I read the description. I'm like, oh, that sounds really neat. I think I'd like that. And I look at it and I look at a couple others and be like, oh, no, I definitely want this one. Not the one that I thought I wanted. Just looking yep. at the pictures. Uh, so yeah, that's you another get a big point for me. Is you, you get to pick the, the weight, disc. pick the color and the color of the stamp. So a mm-hmm. bunch yeah. of fun stuff to choose from there. So Reaper Discs, mm-hmm. check them out. ReaperDiscs.com. Yeah. yeah. I check think them that's... out. Look at, you know, look through what they've got. I'm sure you'll find something that you want because oh, they've yeah. got some really, really cool stuff. Yep. Plus their stickers that they include are pretty cool. I don't know if they send the same two out, but these are the two that I got. Little uh, alien those dude. Are also the two that I got. Uh, okay. And they are. Yeah. The, the throw far and prosper, I think is what yes. the alien one says. Yep. Uh, yeah, and disc yeah. forever die whenever. And I think you can get those on t-shirts too. I know. You I think can so definitely too. Get the disc whenever one, uh, the alien one. I'm not as sure about. Yeah. This is a great read now, but oh, they're awesome. They uh, do great stuff. And they also yeah. have rotating like shirts. So what we're talking about now might not be available here in two weeks and they might have some different stuff. And then yeah. you never know, mm-hmm. you know, supply chain, uh, boats in the harbor, Putin, um, COVID, you know, <laughs> hey, all the stuff. Hey, speaking of Putin, Chris Dickerson, who did? On a show. You know who is Putin on a show? <laughs> I was going to say, you know who is reaping their rewards? Our segues are top notch. Just the best. Once we actually pick one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Our, yes. our segues be rolling. Yes. They, they, they see us rolling. And they start running away. Uh, <laughs> so our, our top 10 MPO finishers here real quick. Chris Dickerson for Music City Open. Music City the Open took it event. down yes. uh, 28 under um, right on his heels at 25 under was Adam Hams. And in third place, we had Lori Lentinen. Nico LaCastro dropped a spot to take fourth. He started out third on the day. Ezra Aderhold took fifth. Alden Harris took sixth. Garrett Gerthy was seventh. Uh, tied for eighth was Jake Mon, M O N N, and Joel Freeman. And then tied for tenth, we have Kyle Klein, Luke Taylor, Aaron Gossage, and Justin Rosak. So pretty solid there. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Chris Dickerson went bogey free today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look back to see at the rest. Uh, he, uh, he took a bogey round two, hole four. So and round one, hole one. Day. He took uh, two was, bogeys. Yeah, that's it. He finished 10 under for the day, which was not the hot round. No, because that goes to Lori Lenton in at 12 under yes, at 12 under uh, getting half of his under par today. Yeah. With with a double bogey. Dude, man, that's insane. Took a man. You take that away. Nine take that away and, and even if he just pars it mm-hmm. he is taking second outright second, second. and pushing pushing dickerson too i know so. let's let's check out these player stats here uh, mm-hmm. strokes gain t to green no surprise here chris dickerson takes it by uh, half a stroke over Lori lentinen who is third 
gained in putting, though, it was actually Eli Swanson, local guy, I'm assuming, uh, yeah. putting on a show for putting. He actually did really well here. So he pulled the opposite of it of an Evelina. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> well, going to tease that one a little bit, huh? Yeah. Um, so, there were only three um, people who took uh, one OB stroke. All tr- wait, Dickerson had two. No, never mind. Those were those were bogeys. Never mind. Um, three people only took one bogey, which I thought or OB stroke. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Chaplinay. L O N I S, I'm guessing is French. Uh, you know, he honest, started out the I'm... tournament uh, getting an ace on hole one. First throw. Oh, I saw this one. Yeah. First yes. throw, ace, beautiful shot, ends up finishing 81st with a plus five. <laughs> he hey, started on a high know, note and just went downhill. Much I mean, like probably both of us would do. We would, except it wouldn't be an ace, it would be a birdie or a par. And then it would be downhill. Oh, I, would, I would definitely take a bogey. Yeah. Uh, and that would, let's see. Hole uh, one. Maybe not. That, that one's not that long. Hole one is 207 feet. You are not taking a bogey, probably. Hey. There's a tunnel you have to hit. But I I have confidence that you could save par. Okay. Two, 207 feet is about the... Sh- the length of some of those Shofwoods or some of those PFW ones. Yeah, but it's it's a little gap you have to hit off the tee and then it's wide open. OB to the left. But it's I'm, a, not, I'm a forehand player though, so that that's not a huge deal to me. Yeah, just I could, take your I bounty. Could probably get a par. You could yeah. Take a putter shot, get through the gap, take another putter, lay it up. <laughs> you're there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, just to get green and regulation, you only need to throw it 140 feet to get circle two. I can throw a putter 140 feet. Yep. I was I have uh, taken a putter out onto a football field and learned that I I can go from end zone past the uh, past midfield. I mean, that's that's one of the that's half the battles of doing well at a tournament is knowing how far each disc can go. But Mm -hmm. that is something we'll get into later. Yes, yes. Uh, That's so, called a teaser. Yeah. I'm a tease. <laughs> oh, man. So, MPO, uh, we talked about the top 10. Were there any other names that stood out to you? Uh, let me let me throw one out there. Okay. Uh, I saw Scott Stokely finishing tied for 44th. Dropped 16 spots today, but... Ooh. It seems like he's he's getting better and better. Yeah, kind of finding his rhythm. Um, seems like he's going to end up. I, I don't know that he'll ever get a, a top 10, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in, in the top 20 or, or so yeah. at one of these tournaments. Yep. And um, then uh, Bogey Smith, as he <laughs> changed his name on yes. Twitter, yes. Uh, he took six OB strokes. Uh, he ended up finishing 34th. You take yes. those six strokes away, and I have to get back here. Udisc is taking uh, a hot second plus here. plus six is 13, right? My math is correct there. Not a math yeah. major here. Uh, that puts him in 16th. 
Yeah, that puts him in solo 16th. Just mm-hmm. if he keeps it in bounds. Forget mm-hmm. any... I'm guessing there are plenty of... St- actually... Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong score. Yeah, he he had some bogeys here. He had some troubles, um, but he also had some throw-ins. He made yeah. a couple from circle two, which is pretty solid there. He was... I wonder if he used the scuba for those. Uh, there was one... I, I think one I actually did shot see on a Twitter clip where he did. Yeah, he was thirty-two percent from circle two. Uh, but where I'm looking at here, it doesn't give me the exact breakdowns overall here. Of course. Oh god, there's um, oh there there are. I just have to dig for it. Quick, uh, circle quick two putting. He quick. made six of nineteen. But you know, stats don't tell the whole picture. Mm-hmm. How many of those nineteen? Well, the 13 he, quote, missed. How mm-hmm. many of those did he actually have a shot at? Right. How many watching... of those were, I'm going to lay this up so I get a, a, you know, so I definitely take a par or a yep. birdie or, you know. How, so and I, how many of those were, like, I watched probably 15 minutes of the women's and uh, Macy Valadez was on lead card and it was <laughs> Evelina, Solonen, Missy Gannon, and I cannot remember for the life of me who was the Cat fourth Birch? was it maybe uh, I, I don't remember i know that she finished high but we'll, but either way we'll see uh there are plenty of times where all of those women were circle one but they were in the woods and had to mm-hmm. pitch out or yep. they tried to hit a small gap it hits a branch and it yeah. flutters down and they end up technically missing a circle one putt but i wouldn't necessarily have counted it against their stats. I'm not trying to just defend these few players. I'm talking in general, like yeah, how many of these We've all been there where we have a circle one putt, but you're, you know, reaching, you know, you're You're trying to give the reach around to the tree. Yeah. You, you have to, you know, take a straddle around an oak tree through a thorn bush under the honeysuckle and over the poison ivy. Yeah. And it's like, just like, yeah, I'm not actually shooting for the basket here. I'm shooting so that I can make my next putt. I want I want an option on UDISC where it says, yeah, I was in circle one, but <laughs> right. Like, I was in the oh weeds. I was in the crap like I. Yes, I was in circle one. Yes, I was 20 feet away, but. Ricky would have a hard time making this putt. Yeah. You know, yes, Paul yes, would take a second away. look at this. <laughs> yes, I was 20 feet away. Yeah. But I also had 15 feet of elevation to contend with. And I was throwing around a redwood. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's something I think we're going to get to here a little bit later when we talk about, you know, our disc golf experience from this week and upcoming this week. But, our strategery. <laughs> yes. Our strategery. Um, let's. I, I just want to give one quick shout out Uh-oh. to Elijah Bickle. Yeah. Where did a, he finish? Uh, you know, kind of, uh, a, a local ish. Yeah. Guy finishing tied for 60th. Okay. Uh, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, some He's been getting he better. Beat. Yeah. Some names that, that he beat that, you know, at least I recognize Emerson Keith. Um, yep. Um, Feel like there were a couple others that I saw. Uh, I'm like, oh, that's a that's a name, but yeah, I'm trying to look I, I here real quick. Anyone with anything? Um, oh, speaking of names that I 
I didn't recognize. So last yeah. week we talked about uh, Greg Greg Barsby. Yes. Right. And about how I hadn't recognized that name. Yep. Uh, I went and looked at some of the, the discs that I had collected over the years. Yeah. Realized that I had a Greg Barsby Roadrunner. You uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you have been supporting him this whole time and you pretended not to know him. How well, dare you, sir? Okay. How dare in, you? In fairness, I found this one while I was out playing a course and there was no name, no number on it. And it yep. wasn't a, lo- a course that I was local to. And it wasn't like there was a drop box or anything. Which, yep. I mean, That's hard. No name and no number on it anyway. So it's not. I like mean, if you don't ink, if useful. you don't ink your disc, that is on you. Yep. If you ink your disc and, and you don't get it back, um, either it's gone forever or someone's a jerk. Yes. Uh, if you don't ink your discs, that's on you and you can't complain. Yes. But I think that's enough uh, going off on tangents. Do we want to talk about the other half of the, well, other like quarter of the field that was at Music City Open? Yeah. FPO. There were so 34 30, players. 33 um, players. Someone did a, a DNF. Uh, okay. I cannot. They pulled them off of here. Yeah, I probably have that's to go. Why to, I thought there were only thirty-three. Yeah, because we'll I looked earlier and it said 10. thirty-four. Yeah, we'll go through our top ten. Uh, number one, Missy Gannon. Oh, Cat Mersh was definitely not on lead card because she gained six um, yep. spots. To she did second. really well. Yes, Macy Valadez finished third, dropping one spot. With not a great round today, uh, plus four today, but we'll get into, you know, some more of that stuff later after we finish our top 10. Tied for fourth uh, was Deanne Carey, Holly Finley, and Henna. Uh, all tied for fourth at even for the tournament. Seventh was Natalie Ryan. Eighth was Emily Beach. Nine was Jessica Weiss. Tied for 10th, Rebecca Cox and Evelina Salomon. Um, yep. Let's let's talk about someone who did not have a good day today. Um, Evelina, plus no. eleven for the day. Uh, that was rough. Um, yeah. So so definitely in the thick of things early on. Dropped six spots, uh, plus eleven. That's the highest single round score. Excuse me, uh, for. For anyone inside of the top 25 mm-hmm. in this last round round. So not a great day for her. Uh, Joe, you you saw something about her putting today that you wanted to point out. Yeah, sorry. I was looking to see if I could find out who DNF today. It was Cynthia, Cynthia Ricciotti. Oh, okay. She DNF'd. I don't know why they didn't say so one of the interesting things about evelina is she was first in oh where are all the stats hang on i'm on the app instead of the website and they put stats in weird spots the the you just got or sorry the you froth app uh, they changed it back uh, <laughs> they, they did they did uh-huh. thankfully Evelina Solomon. She ranked first by a stroke and almost two tenths 
in strokes gain tee to green. So she is getting off the tee and absolutely crushing it. And these are full tournament stats. So this can, is rounds one, two, and three. Just absolutely you, uh, say crushing that again, it. Five times fast. Yeah. <laughs> she is getting absolutely crushed in her putting because she ranks dead last in strokes gained in putting at a minus 16 and a half, 10 strokes worse than the next worst player, which was Nina Guerrero. I'm assuming a local ish pro. Um, uh, local the next name that you would have heard of that, that is a touring pro is Maria Oliva at a 5.4, negative 5.4. Oh, I didn't even see her in the field today. Oh, there she we go. Tied, tied for 13th. 13th. Um, yep. And even Hannah Blomroos is mm-hmm. a 5.32, minus 5.32. Yeah. But she makes up for it, T to green, at 21.17 strokes gained. So yeah. I know everybody's like, you shouldn't rag on Evelina for her putting. It is literally costing her terminates. If she was 50% better, mm-hmm. eight strokes, that puts her at that puts her at plus one for the plus plus one tied for seventh yeah assuming you know other things and if she could keep it in bounds but generally speaking um there were two people who were able to do cynthia ricciotti only had one ob didn't play round three um Mm -hmm. holly finley dn carey had two ob strokes everybody else had at least five which is right where evelina was so Mm -hmm. She really wasn't losing strokes going OB. Yeah. She definitely would have gained strokes staying inbounds, but I mean, you can say that about anybody. <laughs> keep keep the disc inbounds and you'll so, do well. Surprise, surprise. Okay, when Paige John Pierce Madden. keeps the disc inbounds, she wins a tournament. I mean, like, you, but you can say that about any top pro, yes. men or women. Yes. <laughs> keep the disc in play and good things happen, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't have to take extra strokes for penalties, uh, good. Yeah, just be happy you know, it's not you, stroke you and get distance. Lower, uh, yeah, yeah. If if you don't take extra strokes for penalties, you get less strokes on a hole. Yep. So yeah, she is just getting absolutely crushed, crushed, and she's only losing 0.4 strokes in circle two. She's losing all sixteen of her strokes in circle one X. Yeah, I watched that's tough. the 15 minutes I watched, she three putted from 20 feet or maybe it was 25. She was de- It wasn't an edge of circle where it's like, well, yeah, you're circle one. But if you're six inches back, you're circle two. Yeah. You know, it was well within and it was just it was a struggle. Um, she still has not figured out her putting. I don't know what you do. It's it's mental. For her. Yeah. Is it, and I don't know what you do at this point to fix l- it. L- let me ask you this. Do oh, you God. Think it's a confidence issue or do you think it's almost like a yips issue? Which for those that don't know, the yips Ooh. is when a pro golfer or a pro baseball player or someone has some routine action uh, for pro golfers. A lot of times it's putting. Yep. Just really simple putts. For baseball, like catchers, sometimes it's throwing 
you know, throwing to second, yeah, throwing, to throwing first. down to second, throwing down to first, throwing, you know, just around the, you know, throwing back to the, the pitcher. Yep. Uh, you know, the most basic action they can do, uh, that they do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that makes up like half of your game. Yep. Uh, you know, the yips is when, you know, that just gets totally disrupted to the point where it's just, it's almost comical except for the part where it's just, it's, it's sad. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like you're, it would be comical if it weren't sad. It, it would be a little funny if it was just once in a while. And yeah. I know that sounds rough, but like how many times have we all three putted and you're just like, wow, I've hand. What are you doing? I, you know, you just well, you just look at your hand like I don't even know what this thing is. I, I, I don't know. I had a putt today where like I went to pick up my disc and it was like a three footer. And I went to pick it up and I went to throw it and I felt some mud and it and the mud just distracted me enough where I just yep. basically threw it into the placard on top of the basket. And my wife just kind of looked at me like, what just happened there? And I'm like, the, the mud, I, I don't know. In a tournament, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. So I'm counting it as a putt because I have missed from putt. <laughs> I've missed from five feet in a tournament. You you watched me miss a ta- miss a literal drop in last I, year, and yeah, and it was, the entire it was rough. just went like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. We literally had no idea what just happened there because yep. we didn't know it was possible to miss that. Um, yeah, I and missed. that is why I will always take off my bag before any type of putt in a tournament. Nobody believed me that I missed because they all like turned their backs. They're like, no, really. I was like, yeah, I just missed a five footer because <laughs> it, it wasn't the yips. It wasn't anything like that. It was just I was like, it's five feet away. Yeah. How can I miss the, you know, we're, we're all ninety nine point five percent from, uh, yep. you know, within 10 feet, it, you know, assuming on it's a calm day. But, yeah. you know. Five out of every thousand, you're going to miss. Yeah, just, if that. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those like, oh. Yep. I just, my brain, body, no work. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your question again? <laughs> yeah. So my question is, is it more of a confidence issue, do you think? Or do you think at this point it's almost like a yips issue? When does it cross from confidence to yips or vice versa? You know what I mean? Like for for me, confidence is that mental uh, of 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 almost like I am or I'm not going to hit this. Whereas yips is I'm doing everything that I should, and there's just a disconnect somewhere. Yeah, I and and I don't don't know know that there's any way that we can actually answer that. Because well, the look with her, her, the look, it's not like. It looks like she's at least faking confidence because it's not like she's she's walking up to her disc and like she's always a quick putter. She's Mm -hmm. like looking at years past. It's put the marker down, pick the disc up one, two, three, throw like it. Mm -hmm. She's very fast putter. Mm -hmm. And I can totally sympathize with that because the longer I stare at the basket, the higher the likelihood is I'm going to miss and miss bad if i take the full 30 seconds i'm probably air mailing it and then have a yeah. comebacker that's farther than the original putt yeah so Meanwhile, i can i'm kind of the opposite where I'll, i put down my marker move my disc 
take a step back, take a breath, you know, step up, step back. Do your laundry, you know, stretch. <sighs> but I, it, so she's always a quick putter. Yeah. But yeah, at least and I know it's not the greatest quality. It, it's just hard to it doesn't look like it's a confidence thing. Like she's stepping mm-hmm. up and like going. It's just her hand isn't going at the basket. It's going to the right. It's going to the left. Like the one when she three putted that she hyzered it and it barely was in the basket. She easily could have four putted that. So it was, I don't know what, I I think it's more the yips and I'm, I think she's leaving. She's doing champions cup and going back home and doing Mm -hmm. Euro tour. I hope she figures it out there. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe that's just it. Is it's not well, but, but she toured before 2020. Yeah. She was here so, at Waco, yeah. I think, or Vegas yeah. at the very least mm-hmm. in 2020 before everything got shut down. Yeah. So I mean, I was going to say maybe it's just a almost a being uncomfortable. I guess. But she's a pro. That would be a yeah. So I don't here, want to say week twenty twenty. She was at mm-hmm. Las Vegas Memorial and Waco. Yeah, in Vegas I mean, she and was. I'm assuming that she toured. You know, nineteen and yeah. Cetera, in Vegas, she was fifty five percent from Circle One. Yeah, which put her thirteenth. I don't know how many people <laughs> were in that tournament, but like. So Probably that's not bad. Memorial, she was 69% from circle one. Yeah. A lot more Waco. At Waco, there was only two rounds. She was 77% from circle yeah. one. But so it's just, she's that, not the same. That one got weird right. though. I, I, I don't count many stats from anybody Waco 2020 because they played round one. Most of the shutdowns happened. They played round two and then called it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so, yeah, from her, yeah, national tour, yeah. all the events she played in 2019, she's 56% Yeah, from Circle One. And mm-hmm. as it stands right now, April. You said she's what, like 20 something, 30 something? April 3rd. I think that's what she said last week. Uh, I don't care what her schedule was. She is 30% and I believe that's including today's like, yeah, I think that's including today's stats, um, which is, yeah. Music city open is included already. Yeah. So that puts her at 49th and 4% from circle two, which puts her 43rd. Yeah, That's, that's, that's tough. tough. That's mm-hmm. I want like, if she figures out her putting, even to mm-hmm. get back to 50%, even if she gets to 50%, yeah, she's going to be a force yeah. easily. Like we, we broke down the stats for the, the all-stars at the beginning of the year Yep, where, you know, there, there were multiple people on the all-star event who were in the 40s, 60s, 60s. Yeah. Yeah, the best sixty percent or below. Yeah, best uh, women's putter is not as high as you would think. 
Uh, that's not the right standings. Hang on. I need I, to get back. I would guess that that would be own or now just own. Probably. Ugh, there, this. there might be someone who's lower, but nobody that that would be a, I guess almost like a name brand. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how the. Let's see. Ooh, stats here. Uh, circle one regulation circle C one X putting on the year so far. You're tied. Two people tied for the best putters. Heather Young and Owen Scoggins at 77%. And circle two, circle two, your best putter is Sandra Richardson. 20, oh, let, me pick, let me pick the second one because I don't know who Sandra Richardson is. She, Sorry, Sandra. Oh, she's actually been... She's been to Las Vegas, Texas State, Music City. She's going to OTB. She's touring-ish, uh, but finishing... 47th, 35th, and 25th. Next Her, best uh, is she's Paige the exact Pierce. opposite of Evelina. Yeah. <laughs> Next best is Paige Pierce at 25% from Circle 2. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, it's not like Evelina needs to improve drastically. It's just going from hitting one out of every four putts or one out of every three putts yep. to hitting one out of every two putts. She is last place in... DGPT events for putting at 30%. Next up is Natalie Ryan at 43%. Yeah. If she even makes it up to 50%, she's up tied with Hannah Blumroos. Yeah. Her European compatriot. And just like you put that in, she's that's another how many how many strokes did she miss out on from that? Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's rough. Um, I feel like we've been awfully negative so far. Do you have any yeah. positives from this uh, from this I, women's field? Uh, same person, Evelina. She is like her drives. They're insane. Yeah. They're so yeah. good. That's yeah. I think that's why I'm being so negative is like yeah. she is right there. She's on the cusp yeah. of just it's, like total domination if, 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 if she could put one together yeah i mean look what she about, did at waco yeah first two rounds she didn't have to putt because one the wind was too high and two yeah. when the wind was down she was still parking everything so she didn't have to and she was just destroying everybody yeah so for me the the names that stick out from the the fpo field uh, it's basically everyone who finished, you know, basically second through fourth. Yep. Um, minus Hedda, because we know that she's good. We know what to expect yep. from her. But Holly Finley, Deanne Carey, Macy Veladias, Kat Merch. Kat yeah. Merch has been on a tear to begin this year. And Macy Veladias, she looked uh, really good. Mm-hmm. I think once she gets a little more experience under her belt, She's going to be doing really good because she at one point had the outright lead at four under. Well, and today she goes plus four. Yeah. If she goes even, she's pushing Missy Gannon the whole day today. And see, that's where Missy has some of this experience winning Mm -hmm. uh, throw pink and Mm -hmm. uh, DGPT. 
yeah. last year and then has been pretty good this year. She had yeah. one. I don't think she'd won anything to this point. But, no, not that I can think of. Not nothing major, at least. But she is. It's not that she was playing bad. That's the mm-hmm. thing. It's just you know other players other were playing were coming in better, saying, "Oh yeah, this is my tournament this week." Yeah, and I think I think with Macy, once she gets, like I said, that little bit of experience, a touch more confidence, she is yeah. gonna be. She's gonna be awesome. right up there. I think. Um, I think. This being her first year touring, by the end, like post worlds, she's gonna be looking really good. And I think yeah. going to twenty twenty three, she'll be she's one of the ones up at the I'm, top. I'm sitting there going, "Oh boy, yeah, she's gonna be one that you expect to finish top ten every week." Yeah, I mean, I um, still expect her in the top ten usually. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, one that I see her name in in the uh, skip ace, and I'm like, well, that's I'll go ahead and, and pick her up. Is ratings wise, she's she doesn't have a huge rating. No, not yet. Um, so she's a little bit of a bargain, but um, she's she's a value add if you need someone who will finish well, mm-hmm. maybe win, but also you want to get that big big name. Yeah. She's from oh Tennessee. Think of where? Yeah, I'm like I feel like it's Tennessee, Kentucky, somewhere like yep. that. Um. So also, yeah, Morristown, Tennessee. According. Shout to out this. to Rebecca Cox, who had a really bad start, shooting a plus eleven, and then a four down today. Yep. Tied for the hot round, I say not confidently at all. Uh, maybe. Yes, tied for the hot round today. Yeah. So, also um, fantastic. Yes, tied for the hot round with Jessica Weiss, who finished one spot above her. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's someone and else she who took a bogey on eighteen. Oh, 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 that's sad. Also, someone who is going to as she you know, gets a little more experience, gets out there. That's somebody else who's looking pretty good. Trilogy's got to be happy with these two women <laughs> because Rebecca Cox is Latitude and mm-hmm. Macy Valadez is DD. And Deanne Carey is also on Trilogy, I feel like. Mm, no, Innova. No, okay, sorry. No, I, I was thinking of... Rebecca Cox. I, I don't know yep. how I mixed those two up. They're nothing I alike. But. don't know either. Their names aren't even close. Well, I I think it's because they're both like right on the fringe of being top 10 players for me. Yep. And and just right there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Natalie Ryan also finishing seventh. I'm guessing good. the hamstring is better. Yes. I'm, Question I'm mark? guessing so, too. Um, I didn't see finish- her on any of the coverage so she finished plus three today dropped three spots from yes fourth or you know some type of tied for fourth down to seven yeah uh card two card two and card six so yeah not really not really on any coverage for a silver series if this was a full dgpt event yep yeah she would have been yep so i'd be curious just the sportsman side of me is like I wonder, how's that? <laughs> how's that hammy looking? 
everybody else is going, wow, that throw's looking good. I'm going, that hamstring, you, did you see the way on that follow through? <laughs> we're every, so that happened this weekend. Um, we're watching my niece who's uh, turning two here in about two weeks going, you know, oh. they're all like, oh, she's walking around. I was like, did anybody notice her flat feet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's like looking at run around i was like yeah i know her gait's fine but she's got some flat feet i'd watch out yeah uh, that, that's uh hey joe that's yeah. your next ad for the um for the joe's disc golf network is just yeah. getting a couple of different sports medicine professionals yeah no uh, kidding to talk uh disc golf sports medicine biomechanics uh kinesiology well it's not like three of the hosts here have any you know, sports Background medicine degrees yeah. or a master's well, in kinesiology or. Hey, hey, my master's is in business. Thank you. My much. master's is in kinesiology. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's oh. Ben. Yes. His master's is in sports medicine. Yes. But his undergrad is kinesiology or something along those that lines. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. He did yeah. it backwards. <sighs> Knowing him, I, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. He's, he's bass backwards to begin with. I know those anyway. damn Wisconsinites living up behind yeah. the cheddar uh, curtain. Yeah. Uh, enough talk about Neb. Yeah. Uh, Dan. You, you see, you see what I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a reference for all two of us. Yes. Uh, and if he anyway. listens, yes, he better listen. I and don't. If you listen to, or if you're listening to this, shoot us a text. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so yes, let's let's move on from some disc golf that happened that was better than what we played to some disc golf that will be happening. That's worse. Uh, the, 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 sure. Yep. So if anyway, you want to watch yours truly here um, on the him. big stage and by big stage, Not- I mean the round of 32 in our match madness. That's happening in the Fort Disc Golf Club. You can watch that on the Facebook page for the Fort Disc Golf yeah, Club. I was going to say that'll probably be live on on the it Facebook will. page because um, that's going to be a bigger matchup this week. The guy that I'm playing, his good friend, started the Walmart Jomez last year. Um, he started live streaming on Facebook a few matches here and there. People kind of liked it. They live streamed the final four match that I was in that I managed to big putt an entire card. And by big putt, I mean, it was a throw in. It was, it was about a hundred feet out and then everybody else missed. (laughs) Was it a hundred feet? I was thinking it was closer to circle two. They were telling me it was, I'll have to look because I know roughly where it was. I was, um, I was probably 15 to 20 feet back from the a position. So a lot of the holes at this course have three positions, but they're not necessarily named a, B and C in the order you would think I'll say it that way. So it's the short position. There's a short position. There's a right position. There's a long position. It was in the long position. I was short of the short position. I don't know what that distance is, but somebody told me it was a throw in. I don't know. I it made nice it. Line. I don't really care. It was a nice throw. I, was I made a really it. Nice I don't throw. care. <laughs> I was very excited when I watched that. But anyway. uh, so was I because uh, I cheered, and then the guy I played missed a circle one putt. Everybody else was in the circle, and everybody yes. else then tapped out. 
and they did not have tap ins. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, it was, you, you really did big putt an entire card of pros. Yes. I was the only well, non pro. The, the one guy is kind of a pro. It, he is not technically a pro, he but plays he MPO, generally but he plays MPO. Yeah. yeah. He, he turns down the money, but he is not pro, but plays pro MPO. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, yeah. Uh, but so that's coming up. That'll be Sunday, one o'clock ish Eastern standard time. Check out the Joe's disc golf Twitter or half in the bag Twitter. And that link should be posted there when it goes live. Yeah. If you yep. want to feel better about yourself instead of watching the Tallahassee open, which will be happening next Sunday, which yes. will not not be very well attended. Um, no, a lot. I've seen a lot of different players saying that they were dropping it. They're or, dropping it because they're realizing how far the drive is from Tallahassee to the International Disc Golf Center, W.R. Jackson course, which is a very wooded type technical course. And everybody wants to do course? really well. Hmm? Where is that course? Georgia, uh, wherever okay. the PDGA headquarters is. And I cannot okay. remember the city off the top of my head. Okay. But it's, I, was gonna say, I knew it was still Southern, but I couldn't actually remember like what state it was in. Yeah. Like, it could be Georgia. It could be Kentucky. Yeah. I was there's, pretty sure. It there's a Kentucky, lot of states South of us. Um, yes. Yes. But one might. Yeah, so the match play the will be coming up <laughs> and match play is super fun. We are playing PFW gold, which is the harder layout, and it yeah, is so currently set to mixed pin position. So generally speaking, the A positions are shorter and easier. B positions are generally longer and harder, um, just like why the lady is it likes mixed it position right now. Huh? I said, why is it in mixed position right now? Uh, Usually they, they only do that for tournaments. They had it set for one of the tournaments that happened. I don't know. It happened a while ago. I forget why they put it in mixed and they just haven't changed it. Oh, that's weird. Because uh, messing like on open. I played it was it was all a I thought. So. I mean, I'll put it this way. Um, disc has everything listed right now as mixed pin position. So someone might not have updated the map. I haven't been to the course. Uh, I plan to actually get a practice round in at least once this week. So we'll see. So so you got to choose which course, correct? Yes. Yep. So why why exactly did you choose this course? Because there are what? There are eight total courses to choose from. Yep. Uh, Mosier, which is a short wooded technical technical course. Yes. Very much a hit your line. If if I were playing in this event, that would be where I would choose because that would be the one that would give me the best chance of winning. I considered it, but he just played it and beat the other guy two up there. Yeah. And he was hitting his lines pretty good. I, yeah. ever since having a child, don't feel like I can hit those lines as well. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't get out as much. Um, it's, it's I still feel pretty confident course. in my throws, but... Those fairways are very, very tight. Like I could probably some of the fairways I could probably walk down with my arms straight out to my sides or, or straight out from my sides and probably hit some trees if I walk down yeah. the middle. Yeah, I I hit 
or that was the course that I played listeners for those that don't know. That was the course that I played earlier this year in my turn tournament in my yep. winter tournament. I played it on easy mode because a lot of the water that is there was frozen over oh. and they scrapped the OB on it. And uh, for the next, so we're playing a week from today, a week from Sunday when we're recording. So it'll be April 10th. Monday through Friday, it's supposed to rain every single day. And that is a course that is that has a lot of water to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how playable it'll be, to be completely honest. There are honest. other courses that will be less playable. There are two other courses I considered, Sweeney East and Sweeney West. Sweeney West will definitely be unplayable. Sweeney yes. East will probably be playable but not great yes i cannot so one of the other rules is you cannot play this i cannot pick the same course twice i can play the same course twice but i cannot pick it so if this other guy had a better uh rank than i did if he wanted to pick shelf i could play shelf again yeah but now i can't pick shelf again yeah is it is it that you can't pick the same course or the same layout course? Okay. So, so Shof is totally off the table for you. Yep. Um, you know, we said, you know, Mosier with its tight lines, not great East for my, West are going to be questionably, you know, they're most likely what, going to be unplayable. Un- the, yeah, the floodwaters or the flood markings for the river that it's right off of. Is it eight feet? And if it hits six feet, generally West is not playable. Yes. Hole 14 is yep. underwater. It was underwater yep. a couple weeks ago when I played. I skipped yep. it entirely. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a fun little course, but the water on it just makes it such a pain to play. Yes. I. But it, to be fair, it, that park it, was built with the intention of it flooding so the city doesn't flood. Yes. <laughs> so... Yes. Yeah. It's it's a great course when it's playable. Yep. So often it is. Well, all, all three of those courses that we mentioned, East West and um, Mosher, Mosher. Yep. They they're hit or miss on whether you can play them. Uh, so, so so those, those are four. Three. Yeah. Those four are automatically out. Um, yep. Ossian. Ossian. Is, I have not heard good things. It, have you? No, I've never played it. Um Everybody that I've talked to, they're like, I know I can't have any influence, but could we not play Ossian? Everybody I've talked to. Ossian is weird. It's it's relatively open. There's a good amount of OB, though. Yeah. And I've never played it, so I really don't want to play it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's all the way. It's far enough away where most of the people are like, I don't really want to drive that far. Like, if you pick it, I'll go. I'm like. I don't want to drive that far either. I live I, about as I far away from that course that as I can. Hmm? Um, and it, it's a fun enough course. I, yeah. I enjoy it. It might make one of my top five courses that I enjoy playing. Yep. But by the same token, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. It's got some weird ceilings. It's got a ton of OB. Um, okay. It's the back of it's got some weird elevation changes. I, I actually have my longest drive ever off of 17 there because yeah. you tee off. 
if you've ever played Disc Golf Valley, it it kind of feels like you're teeing off from uh, there. There's a hole on Disc Golf Valley. I think it's Crow's Nest where you throw basically off the top of a mountain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yep. And it, it kind of feels like that as much as you can get in Indiana because, you know, Indiana no elevation change in Indiana. Um, it is flat air. It, it feels like the flattest state other than Kansas because Kansas is Kansas is so flat. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I swear I once spent a month drive or uh, riding a train through Kansas one night. Yeah, I know. Um, so. <laughs> That's Ossian. Uh, another mm-hmm. option is Maxton Park. Yes. Uh, which I, mean, um, I like that course. The mm-hmm. problem You've that I have. played it a handful of times, though. I have right? played it three times total, yeah. including two yeah. tournament rounds, where I ended up yeah, getting it's, second. <laughs> it's, and second it's a place, really fun course, but if you don't know it, it can get tricky. Yeah, really and tricky. I think he's played it some. Um, fun fact about that tournament that I got second in, um, I was... It was a the lead card was a four way tie for first. <laughs> and it after the second hole we played, it be quickly became a three man race because one of the guys took a triple or a quadruple on the second hole that we played, um, which Wait, where, did you start at number one? Uh, we played. What's the one where you're teeing off? Um the road or well, the trail thing is to oh, your right. And you it, it kind of goes three. to pizza wedge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You started on number three, which yeah, okay. we started on that hole one two. Makes sense. We started on hole sense. two and yes. went to hole three and he yeah, threw one... OB. And so he then went up to where it went out, which was probably 50, mm-hmm. 60 feet ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Through again, through over OB, hit another tree, and then through a safe yeah. shot, whatever it, whatever the strokes were, he ended up yeah. taking a triple or a quad. Yeah, yeah, it was rough, and it was rough to is, be on the card because you're like, I don't know what to say. It's yeah. like I'm sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, that, but I'm also that happy. One is one of the handful that can get messy really quickly. At and that I on that narrowly missed the tree he hit and parked it. He misses that tree. He follows my line and he parks it probably. I mean, obviously skips and whatever, but generally like you follow that line. If you hug that tree and go over the OB, you'll, you'll be in a good spot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That one, that one has some really, that hole specifically has kind of a weird green. Yeah. Especially if it's in B position. Is B position is B the long one? Yeah, B is the long one. That hole is that hole gets the tough. Width of the green there is maybe twenty feet. Yes, and at 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 pin high, you have maybe a twenty foot landing zone. Yeah, to hit it, it is tight. Um, because you end up with woods on the left and OB on the right, so it's like, well, I it's, can forehand this and hope that I don't skip out of bounds. I can backhand this and hope that I don't skip into the woods or hope that I don't get caught caught up out of bounds. It's, it's tricky. So also getting second place in that tournament was better than getting first because first place was a Zuka LG backpack cart. Okay. The exact same model and color of the one I already have. Second place (laughs) was a hundred bucks. 
cat. Well, not cash. Um, Funny money, money. and it was unsanctioned. Probably one of the best tournaments I've ever played, unsanctioned, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Not that ratings Uh, are everything, but it would have been nice to get a rating on that one. Yeah. Um, But Maxton. So fun. It is. I just don't know it. It's also my home course, but. (laughs) Yeah. You work at the high school that's attached to it, basically. Yes. Yes. So. my cross country or my cross country track and field team literally runs that at least once a week, if yep. not two to three times. Uh, I I watch people practice for that tournament during football practice. Just yep. and was talking with our football managers about, oh, no, this golf's a real thing. There are people that are getting paid millions of dollars to play it. And they're just yep. like, what? Yep. <laughs> they looked at me like I had three heads when I told them that. Well, you do. But that's uh, besides the point. Um, How much have you been drinking? Not enough. Then the other two courses that are left are Tillman and PFW. And he knows Tillman and PFW pretty well. Um, I feel like I can get up on him on a, on a few more holes at PFW gold than I could at Tillman. Yeah. So that's basically my reasoning. Uh, It's going to be tough again. I mean, I, He's, I won two really up. I won two up at this last match after 24 holes or 23 holes. Yeah. And I feel like this is going to be another one of those where it's like the winner is probably going to be one up, two up after most of the holes. Most of the, I yeah. mean, obviously, if it's one or two up, that is after most of the holes. But yeah, it's not going to yeah, be, it's, uh, it, it shouldn't be a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have, you got a really tough bracket. Um, this oh guy, yeah. Oh, know, and the Sweet 16 really match. Good. Oh, it's brutal. The Sweet 16 match at that tournament we were just talking about at Maxton Park. This guy aced the same hole twice. Back to back rounds. Oof. Biggie. Yeah. He's another pro guy. So this is a oh, okay. this bracket is really really tough. Yeah. yeah or I this, mean, this this quarter of the bracket last year, I I feel like it was easier, but I also knew I didn't know any of the guys I was playing. Yeah. So well, I kind of looked at PDGA or any posts of UDISC that they've had mm-hmm. on on our Facebook page and just went, mm-hmm. oh, OK, you know, they're this kind of player. This is kind of what I should expect. Oh, this is their rating. Uh, it, it's about my rating. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we're good. I'll be honest. Um, I was looking at, at the the bracket this year. It's and tough. Out of the 32, I, I was looking or into the round of 32. There were a couple names that got knocked out in the first round. I'm like, Oh, there Jay got knocked out. Yes. The guy yes, that the beat me. Champion. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy that's held the number one tag in the club for, I don't know how many years, a while. Very, very long time. And he's not the kind of guy that will hold on, get the one tag and hold on to it. He will play anytime he plays a round that isn't like a practice round. He's like tags. Everybody want to play tags? He'll throw it up every single time. Yeah, I've never played around with him. Yeah, um, but he's also super nice, dude. Yeah, I've I've heard you talk with him enough. I've been around him a couple times. Yep. That like, you know, I, I was warming up at the same time as him at the tournament that I played or at a tournament that I played earlier this year. Yep. And it wasn't like he was sitting there being a, a 
a, a, a doucher for for you know lack of a better term yep. you know he was he was very much the the kind of guy that you're like oh yeah this, this guy is what disc golf's all, all about um, yep he's a nice guy i mean warming up for a tournament he is still surprisingly like i ran into him he was warming up for the pro side of three rivers open at a different course because it was tea times and mm-hmm. I run into him and he's just on hole one, chucking a bunch of discs, warming up. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, how's it going? And just talking, having a good old yeah. time. Yeah. No, I mean, great guy. I, I'd love to play around with him, but quite frankly, I'm intimidated to play around with him. Because... Oh, he kicks my ass. Well, Except that one I, time I, that I... it was only barely. <laughs> and that was yeah, match like, play. Like I would I would be intimidated to play around with him because I know that he's just so much better than me that I'm Yep. I, I would almost feel embarrassed to play against him. Yeah, he's um, he's a really good guy, though. Yeah. So yeah. that pretty much left PFW. Uh, there's a yeah. handful of holes that are set up well for a forehand mm-hmm. that I think I can do well. Uh, hole three. Yeah. And then maybe oh. hole two. I it, There's a left and a right position. Yeah. You know, one is a backhand, one is a forehand. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what position the baskets are in yeah. so yeah it if well, it's mixed surprised someone yeah. last year on golds yeah because they didn't realize how forehand dominant you were well and gold and to, gold to be yes and, gold to be is forehand dominant yeah i'm uh, trying to think here in the first so hole two hole three yep. hole four Hole four, hole five, five hole six, six, hole seven, seven, if I remember right. Yeah, because A goes, A is the yeah. mando left, B takes the eight, mando out. Eight is a backhand, nine is a forehand, ten yep. is a backhand, eleven is a straight shot up the gut. That's, yeah, that, however you that's like, hit that. that's like 200 and... 50 feet dead straight. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, I feel like the fairway opens a little bit more to the right than the left, but yeah, but that one is what can you yeah. throw dead straight? Yeah. Hole th- that was 12. Yeah. 13. There's no, no alternate. That That's 11, just 170 12, feet. Yeah. 12 is the, or 12, 12 is the one that I've bounced the cage or bounced off the cage yep. multiple times. Uh, 13 is a backhand. 14 is a 450 foot straight shot through a tunnel over a little hill. So whatever you want to throw. Wait, 14? No, that's 16. Yeah, that's 16. 14 is the one where B positions. B position from gold is a hard four soft. Oh, yes. Yes. That one. It goes straight out right. Straight, straight out. out yeah right yeah like it, i have it is, that hole for you that is is a really well set up hole that hole i've gone uh i played that in a tournament and warming up i was shanking the crap out of it and then i almost had a field ace because i threw it i went in the woods like it's not a it's not densely wooded but there are lines um, yeah, yeah. It, and I got in the woods 
And then I was like, well, I have to throw it out to get to this angle. Let me take something over stable to get it over, get maybe a flare skip, get close to the basket. Mm -hmm. I tickled the chains for almost an eagle (laughs) from like 270 feet. And the other guys that I was on the card with were just like, oh, uh, why are you on like fifth card? I went... (laughs) Watch this. And then we played the next hole. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, uh, no, so not was, the next hole. The next hole is. Oh, no, that is a backhand when it's in B. Yeah. B position. It's the backhand because it used to be the opposite way. Yes. Uh, yeah. Six, 16 is weird. 17 is 17 from gold, from gold is brutal. That one. I might pull my tilt out as a U-turn. Yeah. I might pull That's, the tilt. I don't know. I don't like pull the tilt it, on a hyzer ankle, maybe <laughs> genuinely. Um, you, you almost need something to go straight turn and then go backwards. Throw a stall shot. Yeah. And yeah, then 18 is go up a hill, take yeah. a hard right turn, go down a hill. Yeah. And there if, aren't if you have a big arm, you can kind of cut the angle on it. Yeah, there aren't still end up in a weird position. Bad lines, but there aren't great lines. It's wide open. Except for the row of trees. There's there's like a row of trees trees. at the top of the hill because there's a a gravel road that you have to go across. Mm -hmm. And it isn't impossible because I've done it where you end up in like the one spot where there's no line. There's a handful of spots where the trees are, where it's just you end up at the wrong angle and you really don't have a shot. Yeah, it's 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 another forehand hole, though. It can be. Um, Yeah. Honestly, it's so long. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. No. But so so you picked uh, gold at PFW to mix baskets because it's a little bit more forehand friendly. Yep. And you thought that it could, um, you know, it plays my game a little bit better. Plus, I like those veteran baskets. (laughs) Yeah. So let's let's talk about that for just a second, actually. Veteran baskets. Um, Well, the because you brought up (laughs) on your podcast. Yes, sir. That the PDGA is going DGPT. Yes. Sorry. The DGPT is considering switching to standardized baskets. Yep. Um, my my thoughts on this are I like having the different baskets because it gives each course and each green a little bit more character, a little bit more. Not necessarily unpredictability. Yeah, but it's part of the challenge of the courses. Um, I th- think one of the things that you can, I guess, liken this to is you know the rim in basketball or the goalpost the uprights in football you know they're the boards in uh, hockey because some boards have more spring some of them are are a little bit more oh i was i was meaning of standardizing it oh okay i you know i got you yeah you know that no matter where you play basketball the rim is 10 feet off the ground. I don't know the diameter, but it's the same. Yeah. And uh, the free throw line is 10 is feet away. Hoop is a basketball hoop. It's 50 yeah. Feet. And so you're not, from you know, because you don't know that. 
And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you go to football. And as long as you're going to a pro field or a college field or a high school field, the goalpost is going to be the same width. It's going to be the same distance. It, yes. It's all the same. I mean, the wind, yes. forget all that stuff. Like everything's going to be the same. So it's kind of nice where it's one less thing where it's like, oh, well, it was the basket. You know, the veterans don't catch this way or the mocks don't catch mm-hmm. this way or mm-hmm. whatever Innova calls theirs don't catch this way. Yeah. You know? I, so I don't I, know, though. I, I kind of like it. It's also an mm-hmm. opportunity for them to make more money mm-hmm. to invest yeah. back into the tour where, yeah. you know, you could go out and say, all right, we're taking bids, you know? Yeah. Who no, wants I, to be the official I basket do, for the next five years? Yeah, or, I, I totally get that angle of it. Like I said, I think from a course perspective, I yep. prefer, you know, well, whatever basket you think fits this course best. Um, Which comes know, down to whoever is, gave you the best deal. Right. That's, or, that's what happened with all of our courses here in yes. Fort Wayne. Um, yeah. The one guy who designs most of them is a DD sponsored guy. And so most of the baskets are veterans, um, except for the new seminary course, they're uh, MVP black holes because the um, while he is the course designer, the guys buying the basket from the like for the seminary, they decided to not listen to him for whatever reason. And they didn't even buy the championship level. MVP baskets. Wow. So if they want to host an A tier, they have to buy 18 new baskets. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so I guess my thought on it is it it's kind of like soccer in that there are standardized dimensions, but there's yep. not it's not like football or basketball where a basketball court is always this width. Yep. A you know, a, a football field is always 120 yards long. Yep. 50 yards wide. Um, yeah. 50, 50 some odd. I, I, don't I thought it was 50. Whatever. It's the same. It like 53 and some, some weird number. Yeah. It's, it's something weird, but, you know, it it's not something that's a huge factor to me. Yeah. It's you know, I, I don't like know. Like you said, we're not we're not top level pros where it's like oh yeah the veterans catch this way and the black holes catch this way it's okay my aiming point you know for me my aiming point is always this chain right here yep that's gonna give me the best chance i'm not i'm gonna hit that maybe three out of ten times yeah but you know as long as i'm aiming for that and i'm not hitting you know the very edge chain off to the right or the, you know i'm not catching the front Left, of the basket yeah. or whatever yeah i'm i'm generally going to be okay enough as as you know a uh, low level am thanks lucy i was going to wonder i i was wondering what was happening with your curtain there uh, uh my cat is what's happening with the curtain <laughs> um thank you lucy i appreciate you and all that you do for this podcast um yeah i like i like you were saying like i said in my podcast i'm not good enough to know the difference it's like yeah. when i was saying the difference between hitting a 300 dollars driver and my 30 dollars driver in yeah. golf yeah. i won't notice a difference my brother-in-law who plays all the time will because he's yeah. good enough 
where he can actually like it would make a difference for his swing for me yeah. he's like please don't swing this i like this <laughs> I, I don't want it broken yeah yeah <laughs> I, I guess that's my thought is it's kind of like like i said with soccer there's different dimensions um yep. the field that fc barcelona plays on the camp the camp new sure. is notoriously a very wide and very long pitch yeah but the goal but, is the same right the goal is the same yeah um you know where new york city fc plays is on yankee stadium notoriously very narrow pitch a very um you know, there's yeah, and you gotta watch out for second base huh and you gotta yes. watch out for second base yes um <laughs> if they forgot you know, to take so, the base out oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've i've actually watched um home rules <laughs> high level soccer games like international level soccer games at bush stadium in st louis yeah and it was so weird watching them because as soon as they would get on the infield like you could tell the footing was different oh i bet that. um and and that was obviously with turf over it that yeah they weren't playing on but it's not the guys. same it's not exactly natural ga- exactly. grass the whole way or turf the right. whole way it's right. yeah it's well it's, it's not even like the the you know it's it i think they even like laid out natural grass oh but it was it's not gonna stick that well exactly but anyway getting back to my point you know it's, yeah. it's one of those things for me where i'm like okay this is the course that you have to play yep it doesn't matter you know if you're a pro make the adjustment if it's better that's also one less excuse and- that's the other thing because you don't hear basketball players going well you know the rim is 10 foot six and that just throws my game off right or in hockey you know you don't like oh the goalie has an advantage because the net's six inches shorter or what you yeah. know narrower or whatever because yeah. he, so he's wearing pads that are you know the size of the goal or something I mean, yeah i get that and or what and was I that one think- commercial that insurance commercial from years ago where it was a really really fat guy no it was a walrus <laughs> It was a literal yeah. wal- walrus. And I think just, that was Geico. It just backs in and he just stands there because yeah. nothing can get past. Yeah. And you the, know. The, the coach is like, no, no, don't lay down. Don't lay down. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, mean, I get it's it just one less thing to complain about, I guess. Yeah. I, I get it from a competitive standpoint and that you the more standardized that things are. Yeah. The more consistent that play is. But for my perspective, I think it's one of those. Well, adds character to it. It, you know, the to compare it to regular golf. Yeah. Well, yeah, this this grass is going to be harder to hit out of in the rough than another place would. Yep. Be. You know, yeah, it, it, it's it's a subtle difference that in a in a subtle game. Yep. You know, where where you can take your time and line stuff up. It's something that you have to account for. Um, yeah. So to me, it's. I, I get why they're thinking about it, but I also kind of like the idea of not doing that. Yeah. But and from a financial standpoint, I mean, it's, it's yeah. the same. Like it's, it yeah. makes sense to oh yeah auction it off for, if, I don't even know yeah. what that would go for. Cause then you could probably even sell the band on top. Yeah. You sell the band, you sell the, the advertising around it. You, yep. I mean, you monetize the hell out of it. I oh, don't know yeah. what, I don't know what you would charge, you know, because you're also going to ask for, you know, probably 
I would say probably 24 of those baskets per course, roughly, because then you have the 18 that are in the ground Mm -hmm. and then six more for practice. Yeah. I mean, depending on how far apart the courses are, you might need at least six practice baskets per course. If it's like, you know, I I don't think the distance between all of them are all that different at um, Las Vegas Challenge. So you could probably get away with, you know, 10 practice baskets total. Yeah. Because nobody's walking that far from the courses. Mm-hmm. But at least I think I I haven't been there. I could be completely wrong. But you've never been to Vegas? I thought I could have swore that we had a picture of the Vegas side. Or yeah, I know. us in front of the Vegas side. And we should have played that course. I Except, I was in no condition to play that course because I was like Matty O. Yeah. That's what you have in common with a pro. <laughs> you both got appendicitis in Vegas, but he, he got his out. Yeah, I I ignored mine because I didn't want to admit that it was probably appendicitis. Yeah. Uh, which then resulted in two more hospital trips for appendicitis. Yep. Yay. Yay. Uh, anyway, moving yeah. on quickly. Yeah. Um, so so you said that that match, your match madness. Yep. Should be about one we o'clock Eastern. On next Sunday, the 10th? 10th. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have something in the half in the bag Twitter, uh, assuming yeah. that my phone and is dead. I'll probably be drinking heavily because it'll either be a hard fought match that I won or hard fart, hard, hard fart, hard fart. <laughs> Gotta watch out for those hard farts, uh, uh match I, that I lost. I've, I've been around you, uh, after eating dairy and yes, those are hard farts. Beer, beer cheese is brutal. Oh, you and Ben. You oh, yeah. Ben. But yeah, so it'll be it'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. Match play suits my style of play, which is generally yes. pretty aggressive and mm-hmm. pretty much run everything. But um, you don't really get punished. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could lose the hole, but it's only one point. Yeah. So I can so- totally airmail it and it won't matter if he makes it. He makes a, like I could run a 60 footer. And if I miss, whoop de doo if he's parked, I've lost yeah. nothing. I would have lost the hole yep. either way. Yeah. And then I'm so, down one point instead of, you know, three, three four. four, five putting. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say that yes. is that is something that I have started to work on in my game is trying to figure out when to actually run stuff and when to just, you know, take my you, bars. When you figure it out, could you let me know? <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, I take it back. The Tillman tune up. There are several times where I was like, I could run this and I laid up and I finished tied for second. So uh, not today. Like I said, I played 36 holes of disc golf this weekend. Um, yep. I played two nine, nine hole rounds yesterday at uh, the local nine hole park here. Yep. Didn't do very well, but that's neither here nor there. I did hit my hundredth uh, scored U disc round though. So a little solid there for me. Um, and then today I, I played uh, an 18 hole. Actually, I played. No, I played more than 36 holes because I played a 24 hole course today. Um, oh, yes, you so, did. Yes. Math. Math. Oh, uh, I've anyway. played 271 rounds. Across 36 different courses. Want to take a guess how many disc holes I've played? Uh, a lot. Four thousand nine hundred and thirteen. 
Yeah, so I have I, I now have 101 rounds across 15 uh, courses played. Yep. And 1,745 holes. Uh, I, I am willing to bet that I have more throws than you, though. How many throws? 6,283. Uh, you're going to have to go higher to match. Oh. Well, 14,760. Yeah, I mean, I guess that you have double the number of rounds. I have more than double the rounds. Um, yes. How many holes did you have? Uh, 1,700 and change. I have almost 5,000. Yeah. So, so. I, I would say I've had a few more. I'm beating you on strokes. Um. I'm overall happy with my average of the last 20 rounds played. Actually, the last five rounds, I've averaged five under, five and a half under. And well, my best was a nine 20, under. I've averaged uh, five and a quarter over. So, hey, we're almost even. Here's, Actually, we're better here's than a, even. a decent stat. Um, 72% C1X. 86 percent from c1 so i'm i'm at a little bit of a crossroads right now yep because i've been working on my putting um i got a practice basket for christmas this year and i've been working on my putting and and i'm starting to feel more and more comfortable closer to 20 25 feet yep and you know i'm starting to get a step get a consistent step putt where i'm not necessarily hitting every time but i'm but you're getting close i'll i'll you know, earlier, a couple weeks ago, I actually hit, uh, you know, almost a 50 foot step putt. Nice. I, you know, uh, today I, I hit off the, not the basket, not the trapper. Yeah. There was a little sign underneath that said, said, you know, <laughs> next hole, this next hole this way. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I bounced it off of on a, a step putt. Uh, you know, I'm starting to get more and more comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and even if you miss that little sign, you're still only going to be right. 10 feet or right. less. Yeah. So tapping. I, you know, I it's one of those things where I'm feeling more confident with my putting. Yep. But my percentage is down. Yeah. But conversely, my fairways hit or not my fairways hit, but my driving accuracy is up about 10, 15 points this year compared to years past. Nice. My greens and regulation for both circle one and circle two is about doubled. Yep. And so I'm sitting here and I'm going, well, my putting is down. My putting is almost half of what it normally is. I'm, I'm pulling an Avelina at this point. Yeah. And that my putting is like half of what it normally is on, on C one X. My circle two is still 2%, which is basically a, a lucky throw in every here and there. You know, yeah. my, my circle one overall is down, but I'm like, is it the, the conundrum that I'm at is, is my circle or is my circle one putting down because instead of going off the fairway and then throwing in or, you know, throwing up and, and getting a, you know, a 15 footer, yeah you know, a 12, 13, 14, 15 footer, I'm now hitting edge of circle and you know either yeah. laying up or something like that mm-hmm. you know i'm like well is that is is that what's causing my, my putting to go down because i feel more confident yeah 
You're just. But conversely, the numbers aren't backing that up. The drives are getting better, so you're having mm-hmm. more opportunities at for yeah. like instead of taking two shots to get to the green. Yeah. And that second shot really getting you within 15 yeah. or 20 or whatever. Yeah. Now your drive is landing at 30 and you're like, well, poop. Yeah. Yeah. It, like I'm doing better, about, but not really. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit beforehand in that, like my last, well, my, my three rounds over the weekend, my yeah. scores were not good. Relatively speaking, I think I went plus five the first one because I took like a quadruple bogey on something. You took I, one bad a, hole. Yeah, I missed a Mando. My re ended up in the absolute shit. I basically ended <laughs> up where my missed Mando yeah. shot ended up on my what was essentially my fourth one and I, I ended up taking like a triple bogey on a 240, 250 foot. It was a little bit longer than that, but you know, yeah. on a par three, I, I ended up taking like a six or seven. Um, you know, s- stuff like that, where it's like, oh, that was that was dumb. That was bad. But, um, you know, it's it's like my scores aren't necessarily reflecting it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I feel pretty good about that round. Like, I yep. didn't have a ton of ch- chances for birdie. But because it's it's April and it's 40 degrees out. And the <laughs> yeah. Are, you know, my my 270, 280, 300 foot drives are flying 230, 240. Yep. And I'm like, and then you oh, can't feel I'm your not. fingers. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where I'm like. I feel like I'm improving, mm-hmm. but my scores aren't backing it up. Yep. It, it's the weirdest thing. It's it's one of those fun parts where when I started working on my backhand drives uh, two years ago, wow, year and a half mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. my my oh my, <laughs> it, it was a lot of hard work and a lot of perseverance because yeah, my scores got worse. I mean, I was also yeah. a forehand dominant player and I was mm-hmm. definitely forcing myself to play backhand lines where it made sense, where yeah. You know, obviously, if it's a right hand dog leg, I'm throwing a forehand shot because you'd be stupid to try to throw a turnover if you have a good forehand. Yeah. On the wide open holes, if I have a choice, I'm probably throwing a forehand. Yeah. Yeah. Left left shots. Obviously, I'm throwing my backhand. But now I'm kind of like, all right, if the wind is blowing a certain direction, Mm -hmm. that might actually on the on the open on the fielder's choice. Mm-hmm. might dictate what I'm throwing. Like if I need to yeah. get more distance and it's a uh, left to right, I'm going to throw a backhand. If it's a right to left, I'm going to throw a forehand and yeah. throw something on Anheuser and let it rip. Yeah. It, it was one of those weird things where like today, j- just to, yeah. to give you an idea of kind of that feeling um, whole, I, I played Shof, which is the one that you played match play. Um, yep. I play, I played, red instead of blue because it's a little bit shorter tees it's one that mm-hmm. i'm a lot more familiar with but on 14 no 15 okay. i was throwing into a headwind yep so i took out my felon yep it makes sense is very overstable Meh. something that i'm i don't typically like to throw off the drive yep because i struggle with getting it flat enough to actually get the distance out of it and off of my drive I got good distance off of it. 
Yeah. That headwind. And, you know, on a on a on a backhand. Yep. You know, felt really good about it. Felt really good about, you know, kind kind of basically hit where I normally hit on my drive on that hole. Unless I absolutely crush something, which I never yeah. do because it's an east to west hole, wide open. The wind is always feels like it's blowing straight into you. Yep. For whatever, you know. But I ended up taking a double bogey on that hole because then I'm like, well, I need to practice throwing this shot. So my second shot, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did the same thing. Didn't catch it quite as cleanly. Yep. So then I, I still had an upshot on three and I yep. I just missed the putt on four. So I, I took a, a double bogey on on a, yeah. a par three. But that, that's also a long par three. Right. That's one of the hardest par threes. I, that I one's... Think that, I think that, that 14, 15, 16 stretch on that course is one of, of the hardest stretches. Yeah, I'm in, just in looking the, it up right now. Yeah. Reds, uh, hole 14 mm-hmm. is 295. Yep. Uh, and hole, if you go long, it's OB. If you go yep. left, There's a Mando. you're on 14? No. Yep. It's... It's right off the tee, though. Oh, no. Uh, no, you're thinking of 13. I'm thinking of 13. Uh, yeah. 15, though, is a 400-foot par 3. Mm-hmm. And 16, and they say 390. It's 400. Yeah, it's, it's also a little par bit three. uphill at the top with a... It's, it's a single guardian tree, but the way that the canopy on it kind of branches out, you end up with a really low ceiling yeah. right around the basket. So you're... You're really trying to keep it under that that ceiling yep. because there's you just crash into it and you're screwed on it. Yep. Uh, so so but, that was that was kind of the the dilemma that I had and that I'm like, the scores aren't any better. But, but the they process will. is worth You got to trust um, the process mm-hmm. and it sucks sometimes. Just like I'm kind of retooling my putting. So any normal sane person who spin putts stands with their, if you're right-handed, right hand, right foot forward. That's mm-hmm. how any sane person would do it. Well, mm-hmm. I was practicing my turbo putt. So I had my left foot forward. I was doing that, was doing well. Um, I don't like turbo putting as much anymore because if you try to turbo putt into the wind, it doesn't generally go well. Um, at least for me. So I came back and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to practice my regular putt. And I forgot what I was doing, put my left foot forward, did three putts, went, wow, that felt weird, but I just banged them all dead center and went, huh, my feet are switched. I then went 19 for 20 right off the bat (laughs) and was like, how far? Uh, 25 feet. Okay. Through a doorway. That's pretty decent. Through a doorway. And the doorway is at let's see how far is it to that back wall eight feet to the say, basket knowing your room yeah i mean it's not it can't be more than like 10 feet eight to 10 feet so it's 15 feet wide open through the doorway which is a standard width doorway and then another mm-hmm. eight to 10 feet give or take yeah, yeah. um it, it comes out where i stand is 25 feet so yeah you know 
figure it out basically yeah. maybe 10 yeah. feet so you have to like it's really forced me to if i do like i used to put a lot of highs around it and this mm-hmm. has forced me to not do that otherwise i hit the wall <laughs> and and yeah that's not bad so i was banging them and so now i putt with my left foot forward with my right hand and it probably looks like i don't know what the hell i'm doing but i've been yeah, far more like consistent <laughs> i've i've been far more consistent so mm-hmm. I going with my right foot forward, I was missing wide right a lot. I was pulling everything to the right. And now with my left hand, my left foot forward, I have to turn my body awkwardly to make it work. But it does. Don't ask me why. You probably shouldn't follow my form. You shouldn't do it. But is, if it goes it in, really it goes in. Is it any different, though, from uh, doing the the cornhole style sh- uh, putt? I tried doing that, but I the problem was the doorway. I think yeah. um, because you have yeah, to get so much loft or mm-hmm. you have to put some, you have to put some hyzer on because the way it dives in at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It wasn't like I made, I went probably one for 20 because <laughs> I tried. I legitimately tried. Yeah. And then when I finally like, started oh, to get it down, well. it just wasn't, it wasn't yeah. feeling right. And I, yeah. I probably need more open space. Yeah. Um, so, so I think the, the biggest takeaway here is, you know, if you're working on your game, don't look so much at the scores. Yes. Look at, look at the results. Or there were a lot of results. unscored the- rounds. Um, mm-hmm. when I was working on my form, I, yeah, yep. I'm an advocate of not scoring every single round where you're trying to work on your form, but it's mm-hmm. good to do, you know, once every three, four, depends on how often you go. Yeah. Um, I would score once a week, but I was going pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice way to check like every Monday, you know, oh, mm-hmm. you know, this Monday I shot three over this Monday I shot two over, but the wind was way higher. So yeah. pretty good, you know, just yeah. kind of do one of those. Mm-hmm. I, cause what? otherwise if it's like trying to lose weight, if you track your weight every single day, you're going to get discouraged because mm-hmm. it's going to fluctuate depending on how much water you drink, the clothes you're wearing, you know, yeah. when you ate that yeah. last meal, yeah, all that fun stuff. When you went yeah. to the bathroom last, that could change. Mm-hmm. But if you go like every Monday or say Mondays and Thursdays, you'll notice it getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the process. Look at the. Yes. You know, f- focus on the things that are working, not necessarily on. Yeah. You know, the, the, I guess the small picture in the school in the, your school. Yes. But, but I, I think that's a good place to uh, end. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a good place to end. Um, Joe, if you dumb minds think alike. Yes. Yeah. So if you want uh, to follow me, simple minds. you can follow me at Joe's Disc Golf on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook.com slash Joe's Disc Golf or Joe's Disc Golf.com. Uh, I need to get better about writing articles, but turns out if I properly prep for my show and this show, and try to write articles, it's, it doesn't all go well. So it's uh, pick two out of the three. And yeah, I will I, no longer be doing this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not doing this show, I don't know who's that. Ben nobody is. is. <laughs> it's not going to be me. Yeah. We'll, we'll make uh, ben well, Ben isn't here, so nose goes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> sucks um, to suck. Yeah. Uh, hey, I wrote an article on Monday or on Friday for, for your website. I know. And I had that breaking news about Drew Gibson. You have to look yeah. at my shorts to find out. Yeah. yeah. Not if, like if my you, actual uh, pants, but YouTube shorts. And I also put yes. it on Instagram, which yes. I got a surprising if, amount of likes out of that. Yeah. If you, uh, if you're not sure about the article I wrote, I wrote about the DGPT's new sponsor, uh, which is now the Bud Light Disc Golf Tour. Yes. Uh, and, and apparently Gannon Burr's mom is, is helping him shotgun beers. Well, someone's got to teach him. He's only 16. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it was either hit her or uh, Calvin Heinberg. Yeah. I'll tell you, the funnest part about writing that article was just making up the random quotes and seeing and thinking about like, okay, what's the most outlandish thing that I can make these people say? Oh, I know. Uh, which which uh, Nico's quote was still my favorite about what's next? Where are they going to make us do putt within 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's about oh, it. Uh, if you want to yes. follow half in the bag, where did they find that? Yes. So you can follow Half in the Bag on Twitter at Half in the Bag DG. Yep. Uh, that's where you can submit your listener questions or your uh, submissions for Disc of the Week. Yep. Um, the Disc of the Week this week was actually a Frisbee that I throw for my dog because it was April Fool's Day when I, I posted that. And, you know, well, why not, not talk bad. about the taste of a disc uh, yeah. when we're talking about the Disc of the Week? Um, oh, so my daughter could have helped out with that one. She loves chewing on the junior buzz I've given her. Yes. Yes. Uh, maybe we should switch the discs and, and get a, a real uh, larger real, sample size yeah. here. Um, um, and if you want to join in the action with Joe's Disc Golf Podcast, that is Thursday nights at 830 p.m. Eastern. We had some people yes. in chat. And we're ah, actually talking hey. and answering questions. And it threw me off my game a little bit because I never have anyone talk to me. That was a first. And so other, than, other than you and Ben, sometimes jumping in chat or my other buddy, Ian, just to screw with me. And I ignore that. But these are actual fans and I can't ignore the fans. And so they would ask questions and I didn't get to half the half the stuff I thought I was going to get to. But it was OK because I had fun. Is, I had a conversation. Just my burner accounts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Your one burner account has over 500 subscribers. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's a pretty solid burner. <laughs> that's better than my main account. <laughs> that's, that's almost up there with mine. Uh, anyway, uh, um, but yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Follow YouTube.com slash Joe's Disc Golf for watching yes. that. Yes. It, and if you want to watch this podcast, you can find it at Joe's. Same place. Uh, yes. Look for the playlist half in the bag. Yes. Uh, And if you're watching this and don't want to see our ugly faces. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. Yeah, none of us blame you. You can find us wherever you find your major podcasts, which is also where you can find Joe's podcast if you miss his live stream. Yep. Um, Which I take that live stream down pretty quick only because um, I... I end up editing the video a little bit and just making things a little nicer. Um, Plus, it turns out some of the free music I was using that should have been um, compliant with fair use and all that stuff. Turns out it isn't because the person who said it was free to use actually sampled music that was not free to use. So in a roundabout way, 
uh, YouTube and Facebook started to get mad at me, so I had to unlist all the previous live streams. So from now on, I just don't do an intro and just jump right in. Well, I I BS for the first ten minutes, but you, know, you, you just slide straight in, no loop. Slide into the DMs, you know. Oh, okay. I think that's a good place to end this. Oh yes, um, that's what she oh, said. Make sure, make sure that you look at Joe's uh, webpage, JoeSisGolf.com, uh, yeah. to look at his merch. One day we're going to get a logo, so we can actually get some half the bag merch. Uh, yep. Expect that to come. Don't hold your breath. Ten years, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, I, before I the apocalypse, we'll have some merch. Yes. Yes, I but, think that about covers it. So, I think so. Uh, Joe, thank you for all that you do for this podcast and for uh, you know, just offering me. I try to do as little as possible. Thank you. Well, you know, <laughs> we can tell. Uh, yep. Listeners and viewers, thank you for taking the time to uh, watch and listen yep. to us. And uh, everyone, later. enjoy your round. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, listening and watching. Yep. Bye. Bye.